Welcome into another episode of New York Her. I'm your host, Caroline Hendershot, and today we have an amazing, amazing guest. I'm joined by Punky Johnson. Punky is a repertory player for Saturday Night Live who returns for her third season. You are a comedian and writer. You have been involved with everything under the sun. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to have you. No, no. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Okay, so let's dive right into your background and how you first got interested with becoming a comedian and actor. Because, like, did you know from a young age this was something that you were just kind of meant to do? Or did you more so fall into it? Oh, no, no, no. I knew. I knew. I mean, it's a scary business, um, you know, because you, you're seen in the public and you heavily judged and looked at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, but my family was goofy. My whole family was yeah. goofy and dumb. And... You know, my mom would like, I would get in trouble and she would crack jokes on me as I was punished. And usually on the weekends, you know, when your family clean your houses, a lot of people listen to music. But my family Mm -hmm. listened to like Richard Pryor and all the great comedians as we clean the house. So Mm -hmm. I've always been interested in it. And I never went to sleep without watching Comic View before bed and just dreaming. I'm like, I'm gonna be like that one day. So it's been is I think it's been in the blood since yeah 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 mm-hmm. it's been it's been a long time coming okay so you graduate college and what was your first move in getting started in your career how did you kind of break into the industry ha so what had happened was I I graduated college I moved back to my hometown in New Orleans I had this mm-hmm. crazy breakup with uh uh with someone I was seeing for eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very young. I didn't know how to be hurt. So I would, I would, I would stalk her. Yeah. That was a quick little <laughs> turn for you. And then I sat up one time and I was like, what are you doing? Like, you can't be out yeah. here sitting in trees and meeting neighbors across the street just to watch with this girl, like, get like, stop. And that, <laughs> that me being crazy, that made me say, no, get up and go chase your dreams and stop tripping and chasing this girl. Like you out of control. Mm-hmm. So then I just, I packed up everything. I mean, it happened within a week. I quit my job. I'm like, I'm moving Told my parents. I'm moving, went to Hollywood, went to like an acting school. And then I got hired at the world famous comedy store. And it just went from there. Did you ever have like a moment where it kind of felt overwhelming or you didn't think that you would be able to break into the industry? Oh yeah. Every day still. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it don't stop you know what I'm saying I, I feel like it's a you know it's not a nine to five you go into every day and kind of know you know what's gonna happen you just you know sometimes you don't know if you're gonna have uh like all these actors and actresses out here that's on mm-hmm. like these these movies and on these series that's gonna stop one day and then they're not gonna have a job and then they gotta get to right. the next, they gotta audition or you know write something or get to the next job so it's consistent, but it's inconsistent and it could get scary at times. But also like I could sit down one day and be like, I'm just not talented enough. I mean, it's it's a it's a game of the mind, I think. Yeah. So a lot of meditation is needed for me. And uh mm-hmm. just 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 uh what I I wake up in the morning and I just say all of these things to myself just to be like, all right, come on, let's go out here and get the day. Let's go out here and be happy with it, regardless of what I have happened. Let's go out here and be creative. Let's just, you know, just got to wake up every day and just do it. 
Yeah. How do you deal with that? Because, I mean, for me, same thing. Like, sometimes I am out there doubting myself or saying, like, oh, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. How do you kind of rally around yourself to also be your own biggest fan and advocate at the same time as, like, sometimes when you're struggling and having these thoughts? Therapy. Lots of that. <laughs> Lots of therapy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> um... I I ugh, I do not like looking at myself. I do not like listening to myself. Mm-hmm. I, I'll go back and rewatch something. I'm like, why do I make that face? Why when I talk <laughs> do I do this thing with my chin? Why do I keep yep. looking at my lips? And and then the next time I do something, I'll try to change it. But then I'm messing everything up because I'm in my head making sure I didn't do all those all the rest of the stuff. So I don't know. I think. Like I think I think every day I just try to be like, all right, look, this is just the way you look. Okay, <laughs> it's just the way you sound. Like, fall in love with yourself and stop being an idiot. Like, come on now, let's yeah. go. So, I, no, it, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, I talk. I talk to myself a lot. Sometimes in public, I be like, "Lord, I know I look crazy, but I just, <laughs> I, I have to. I have to. I think, and because you, you in the public side, so you know, yeah. it's not a lot of nice people out here either. I mean, there's a, a lot of nice people, but some people just want to insult you for no reason. It's like, yo, I was minding my business. Mm-hmm. You don't have to come yeah. over here and say that. It's crazy because a lot of times people will pick up on small things that you're like, oh, I hope nobody saw that or realized that I stumbled over those words. Mm-hmm. And and people will be the first one to kind of pick up on that. And then you're like, oh, shoot, people did notice it. So it's hard to kind of balance what people are saying and ignore it and kind of stay in your own groove, I'm sure. Yeah, but that's what you got to kill for. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, definitely. Gotta have my medicine. Okay, so what was your first movie or TV show or stand-up routine? And what was, like, the biggest thing that you felt like it taught you? You know what? Um, I would, I would go, I'm going to direct this to my stand-up routine. I think, I think uh, a lot of my routine come from my real life. So I'm always talking trash about my, myself and what relationships I'm in or whatever. So... Um, I think the biggest lesson was comedy helped me to navigate through a marriage because every time mm-hmm. we would do something or get into something or go somewhere, I would go on stage and talk about it. And I think with that, it helped me to get through my marriage, which I'm now divorced, praise God. And um, it also helped me relate to the audience because I wasn't just a gay comedian to them now. Now I'm a person right. in a relationship and they have things to relate to because all kinds of things happen in relationships. And they're like, that happened to me too, punk. Oh, <laughs> punk, how you deal with these girls? So I now, I now have a relationship with a lot of people because of, uh, of my marriage. So mm-hmm. I appreciate my yeah. wife for at least that. Yes, the relationships, it, like across the board, no matter what, career you're in or whatnot it's the relationships that get you through it get you to the next step but then also make it worthwhile because then you meet amazing people that you form these relationships with and you get to really know and understand which is so nice yeah absolutely so you were at the comedy store correct in in LA how did you make that jump from that gig to then going to Saturday Night Live like how does that happen (laughs) you know I'm the type of comic, I'm like, you know what? I'm just probably going to do comedy for the rest of my life. I, I might get lucky with a couple TV shows here and there. Like, you know, the dream is always big. But SNL was one of the things I'm like, yeah, don't even put that on your list. You're never going to be there. And yeah. so um, I ended up COVID 
I ended up moving because I didn't have a job anymore and it's expensive in California. And I moved back home mm-hmm. with mom and I was so embarrassed. I used to cry every day. I'm like, I'm moving backwards. And then, um, I, I got a, I got a, uh, audition for SNL. I'm on the phone with my manager. He was like, yeah. I was like, you serious? He said, yeah. I was like, you ain't serious. He said, yeah, do the audition. So I played with it for the first one. Cause I was like, you know, these people don't, this is, this is foolishness. They don't want me. And then, mm-hmm. I got the second audition and I was like, what? He was like, yeah, you were sending the same characters or you could change it up. I said, I'm changing it up. So the first time I sent like six and then the second time I doubled it and sent 12. And uh-huh. I just really, I, I was like, you know, I'm gonna put out, put, I was just gonna try to come up with some original stuff with some other characters from television. And I was like, we'll see if this work. And I mean, man, look, it worked. And I was like, all right. I was like, all right. I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on up in here, but cause it's a big turn, you know, from, right. you know, and you know, I, I get there and all of these people went to school for this stuff. So I'm just like, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, y'all went to school. I was just <laughs> like, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But you know, look, the carousel never stopped turning. So you just got to get in there and, and stick with it or you could, or you could be a quitter. So I'm just learning every day, but it's a big change. Yeah. yeah. How does how does your day to day change from what you were doing at the comedy store to now SNL? Because I'm sure SNL is just like like you were explaining, just such a big undertaking every single week. Yeah, um, it is. It's it's six days a week, which is which is. Uh, it's it's a well. First of all, with comedy, you go outside every day. Period. Like mm-hmm. when you hustling in the street. You go out every day. Look, I got to hit this mic. I got to hit this mic. And that's how you grow and get make a relationship with the clubs. And you become a regular at the club. And that's how you start making money. So I was already used to being outside every day. But with this, it's more of I use my brain so much. And I don't think people understand how mentally exhausting that can be. Because mm-hmm. we, you know, we get a lot of resting time because you go in your office. It's kind of a lot of downtime. It's like a hurry up and wait type game. We just need you here yep. until we get here. But the mental stress is it's um it's a lot, but it also helps me to be on a on a um like a schedule because now I'm like I bet I'm gonna work out at nine, and long as I'm working out every day, I'm good. Once I stop working out, that's when I get all crazy. I'm like, oh my god, I'm (laughs) sloppy. But it's like I'm on a I'm on a schedule. Like I know I sometimes it could be a lot of like um cancellations or maybe you added to this and added to that and it and it and it you know but I, I already know Monday through Saturday is is I'm on call. I already know that mm-hmm. for sure. So don't we we can't go nowhere. We can't do nothing. We could try. Right. A lot of friends always be hit me up. Yeah, I'm gonna be in town at on Friday at two, and I'd be like, mm-hmm, okay, we gonna see. And I could be like, Look, my schedule clear. I don't think I gotta go to work. One fifty nine. They like, oh, you gotta go to the studio. I'm like, oh, we almost had one. So yeah. I just know I gotta keep the week clear because you never know when they're gonna need you, and when they need you, they need you. you gotta go. Period. Right. Yeah. It's 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 funny because like working as the team reporter and a comedian six days a week, that's like your norm. Like, especially in season when we're working on Sundays when there's football games and everything, you just get used to working six days a week. And then of course, when we're out of season, we get that day back, which you don't unfortunately, but I'm like, Oh my gosh, Sundays are, I have Sundays again. Like I have so much time to do things. Like, I think it's a crazy adjustment. It is. The time off is the reward because, you know, we'll we'll Mm -hmm. go like three weeks on, two weeks off, two weeks on, one week off, however the schedule will be. But uh, when we do have the hiatuses, 
sometimes we go back to work, you know, because sometimes mm-hmm. we go do comedy somewhere else. So we might book a, a nice guest star spot on a series or something. So, mm-hmm. you know, you really have to pace yourself and make sure when you have the hiatus to get your rest. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, you're going to, I mean, it's just, you, you just, you just got to make sure you're self-caring a lot, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you don't want to burn out. Right. How do you how do you kind of balance that? Because, I mean, for me especially, I find that difficult in an 18-week season and you're getting towards the end of it and it, everything is just so taxing at that point. You're constantly tired. You're doing a lot six days a week. How do you kind of make sure that you do get that R&R and you don't burn out? Um, I, all I can tell you is I, I take a lot of vitamins every day. Mm-hmm. I'm on that B12, that fish oil, <laughs> I, I got vitamin E, vitamin K, but for my, you know, I just, I just try to put the necessary things in my body to help me to keep going. And when I yeah, can yeah. rest, I do rest. I don't, yes. I don't, I don't say, all right, cool. I said I was going to do this, but, um, I said I was going to go home and rest, but yeah, I'll come out with y'all like, no, it's you, I, I just have to have that control to say no because it's hard to say no because something always going on it's new york city yep yep you know always something happening Mm -hmm. yeah i I had to turn down going to a basketball game and i oh i hate turning down the games because they're so fun you know yes but i was just Uh like it's my only day i i I just can't do it i appreciate it so much but i got to go to bed yeah you got to prioritize yourself Uh it's it's hard to do but you kind of have to yeah it's necessary okay so in 2020, you joined SNL as a featured player. Can you explain yes. what that is for people that don't fully understand that? <laughs> so <laughs> in, in my own words, a feature player is SNL saying, yeah, we're going to see how you do. <laughs> we'll, yep. put you, we'll put you in from time to time and see what's going on with your little uh, mm-hmm. characters and all of that stuff that's my own words now they probably have a better term uh-huh. <laughs> that's how punky johnson explains it you know <laughs> we're gonna we gonna see it's kind of what that means and then you know did, if you make it pass then you know did you feel like uh more pressure in that stage than like you had before because it almost is like a constant tryout in a sense you know what i i don't know because i'm learning in this game that you can't care you know like the more you care the more you can hurt your feelings like Mm -hmm. so i i i can't lie like i do feel the pressure sometimes but i always Mm -hmm. have to be in like like i told you i'm doing a lot of therapy a lot of meditation so i'm always Mm -hmm. in like this world of you know whatever gonna happen happen if it's for you, it's going to be for you. If it's not, they mm-hmm. got something else out there. So I'm always trying to, that's how I feel like I have to live in this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I do feel the pressure, but I don't, I can't let it get to me. I just, I just go in there and I be myself. And if, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, somebody else will, and I'll figure it out down the road. Yeah. It's, it's hard because that pressure sometimes like makes you a better performer, comedian, reporter, actor, writer. But then at the same time, you don't want too much of it because then it'll like eat you alive. So it's it's a very fine balance in a yeah. sense. I think yeah, I think balance is the key word. That's a good word. Cause now yeah. I, now I live under the pressure. Now I ain't gonna. Cause see now, if I wait, see my problem is 
I procrastinate. It's just in my nature. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll get to it. And uh-huh. when I'm when my back is against the wall to have something written, mm-hmm. for some reason, if I wait to the last minute, it's great. Yeah, it's gold. <laughs> yeah, but if I do it when I got time left and I'm just chilling because I'm like, oh, I did that already. It's, it sucks. So, you know, I'm just it's balanced, like you said. Yes, yes, 100%. So when you got kind of promoted to the repertory status, what did that mean to you? Did you, like, have a moment where you kind of looked back and you were like, wow, I kind of made it? Um, I definitely was like, oh, okay. That's how you feel? Uh-huh. Okay, that's <laughs> You know, and uh, I don't know. You know, it just kind of makes you feel like, uh, like you're a part of the family. And I think being a part of family you know, as I pull back the layers of life, I always be like, you know what? The important, the the real win is love and family. So mm-hmm. for me, so when I'm at work and I'm around these people, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm, I'm, I'm finding a family and it feels good to be, have a family in the industry. Like the other day I went to try on some clothes and I had no idea that now I have a closet in the main closet with the rest of the people. And mm-hmm. I'm emotional sometimes. I get really weird. But I was with the person that dresses me, um, and I just bust out crying. And she's like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? I was like, I got a closet. <laughs> so it, I just, you know, it, 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 it's, a, it's a very, very, very happy feeling. But it's also like, yeah. all right, let's go, punk. You got to step up and, 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 like, hang with the big dogs now, you know. So that's mm-hmm. that's. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What it feel like? Okay, well, I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one that will randomly burst out crying because that happens to me, I would say, on a daily basis. I'll, like, start thinking about something. I'll be like, I'm just so happy. And I start crying. (laughs) So at least we're in it together. Yes, yes. I'm definitely a happy crier. Yes. And when I'm excited about something. Yes, Mm -hmm. 100%. So what would you say is your favorite part of your day-to-day and just your job in general at SNL? Um... I've always been a clown. Like, I think (laughs) dressing up is my favorite part. Putting heels Mm -hmm. on is my favorite part because I can't walk in them. So when I'm in them, the whole studio will be like, oh, my God, here come punky, goofy ass. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) They be like, here she go. Everybody got to help me get to where I got to go. I think (laughs) that part. But I just honestly... Like, it's really cool and it's really fun being on TV and the supporters of this show and my fans, especially, they are just so amazing and they they make you keep going. But mm-hmm. I think the relationships that you build in a building is 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 really nice because you're like, wow, because I didn't think I knew how to make friends anymore because I'm like, I'm oh, I have enough <laughs> friends. I don't know how to, you know, we're not kids anymore. So it's like, how do yep. you get in and say, okay, let's be friends, you know? So I think that's important. Just the, just the building the relationships and it's authentic is you don't want nothing from each other, but the love. So I right. think that's, that's one of the most important things, but the, but acting, being a grandmother and an aunt, a old auntie mm-hmm. and wearing church hats, 
<laughs> never gets old. Nope, never get old. I love it. I love every piece of that. Is there anything um, in particular that you're either like new projects that you're working on outside of SNL or just new skits coming up with SNL that you're really excited for? Oh, yeah. See, my goal is to get to that update desk. You know, um, mm -hmm. I haven't been able to get up there this year, but that don't, that, that just mean I got to just write better updates. Um, so I'll be there. Like, that's a goal. Okay. Never get out of there mm -hmm. without an update. So I'll be there. I have faith in that. And um I got, uh, I'm working on my comedy special, my one hour special. And so this year I'm hoping to put that on. So, but mm -hmm. I'm going to Moon Tower this year out in Austin, Texas for the festival. And they are giving me an opportunity to present my one hour. And my managers, my team, they're going to watch it. If it's ready to go, we're going we gonna to put that, uh, that's, that's, that's going to be on a goal of list of things to do for this year before the year is out. And it's going to be real. It's going to be, it's going to be dope. I'm going to put it all out there for people of my marriage mm -hmm. and what happened in it and love and toxic relationships. And, you know, I'm going to put it all out there. So we'll see. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. I can't wait till that comes out because I will be all eyes glued <laughs> to that. That sounds so exciting, but I know you yeah. also came to a Jets game this past season. I have to ask, yeah. did you grow up loving football? Was this something that you like, wanted to come do or did you just have the opportunity kind of presented to you you were in like heck yeah sign me up um football so I grew up my family is basically all boys um mm -hmm. my, on my mother's side so I grew up around men all my life and mm -hmm. I'm, I grew up in New Orleans and New Orleans is a huge football city oh yeah and like we don't play over the Saints <laughs> don't play over them they could be trash can like they was this season I mean trash can <laughs> but we don't play. And then we got Drew Brees. And now he's mm -hmm. like, you know, like I tell everybody he's my baby's father and his wife, Brittany, <laughs> is a side chick because I love that man because he did so much for our city and he, he woke right. us up. You know, he came after mm -hmm. the thing and it was then I fall harder in love with football. So I've always been a football fan. Thanksgiving is a thing I do with my dad every year. I'm like, mm -hmm. Thanksgiving is for me and Papa. We lay down all day, watch football all day. And mm -hmm. um it's just it's just a fun sport. Like I had a good weekend yes. watching it this weekend. It's just a it's a fun sport. Mm -hmm. It's always there's always something new. I feel like every game that you watch where you're like, oh, man, I didn't know that that could even happen. Or like, yeah, how did you even design that play? Or how did you even think of that? And the miracles that happen is so crazy. Like one of the biggest miracles happened against my team. And I am angry about it because they replay <laughs> it on the anniversary of it every year. But it was <laughs> it was a bizarre amazing play you know yep. so anything can happen in football and I do love coming to the Jets game I not too long ago I met the owner and his wife and that was a great experience and the food I'll be going for the food and the open bar too <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. and uh, <laughs> it just it just it, it's just good I'm, I was just like you know what I'm in New York ever since if like I lived in Los Angeles I'm like all right cool I gotta pick a team yep when you live there you gotta pick a team so I'm like I'm in New York mm -hmm got to pick a team. It's going to have to be the Jets. Okay. So we know you're, you're secretly a Saints fan at heart, but we'll, we'll claim you as a Jets fan for the, for the time being while you're in New York. We'll, we'll take that ownership. <laughs> Honorary. Yes. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Punky, thank you so much for hopping on. We appreciate it so much. So great to hear about your rise to SNL. Can't wait for the one hour special that will hopefully come out oh, yeah. later this year. Oh, and yeah. oh, uh, we'll yeah. see you Saturday night on SNL. All right, you bet. Last Saturday, I got a chance to uh, tell Michael B. Jordan he was my man. Yes. So that was fun. 
we'll 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 see what's going we'll see who i claim this exactly we'll see we'll see how you can top that this weekend (laughs) 